everyone, and welcome to another episode of Zing This. You got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. And today we've got some, well, we've got news again, finally. Not that we haven't had news before, but we've been busy with stuff, so our news segment's back. Woo-woo! Exactly. (laughs) I'm almost here. Did you hear that? Uh, I think. Hmm. Weird. Anyways, which, okay, I guess I'm going to start with The Isle of Dog first, since I just forced you to watch that. Wes Anderson film, stop motion. It's, it looks, it looks interesting in the sense of I guarantee you it's going to win a handful of awards. Those artsy fartsy awards. Yeah, I I guarantee you it's going to. And the stop motion's kind of weird for the. I don't know. It's, something about the hair on him just seems. It's got that un- uncanny valley effect. I mean, the, mm-hmm. the the dogs look obviously not real, but they. Right. It's I don't know. There's just something about it that just it looks weird. The actor list is definitely... Yeah, Brian Cranston, <laughs> Bill Murray, uh, Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, Scarlett There's Johansson. tons of people. I mean, it's voice acting, so... I mean, all they have to do is sit down in front of a mic. But I'm just wondering, like... It must be quite an appealing script. Oh, it's Wes Anderson. To, Why wouldn't to, it be? Well, I know, but just watching this trailer, it's definitely... Um, hmm. I don't know if it gets me yet. It, it it's just something interesting that I remember I've seen stuff about and they finally yeah. have a trailer and I was like, you know what? I don't know if this per se is in our wheelhouse, but whatever, pop culture. We'll make it oh, in our no, wheelhouse. That's fine. I mean we can definitely talk about it. It's it's just um with that particular trailer, I'm still on the fence of whether I'm gonna be like, Oh, I can't wait to see this or I'll see it if I see it. Yeah. So I don't know. Then yeah. you wanna explain just a second, just in case somebody doesn't know exactly what this is. It is a stop-motion animated film that is based 20 years in the future, though they're indistinguishable. I don't know if it means our future right. or future of the movie, but all dogs have been basically banished from Japan to their own island, which is also where they send all their trash. <laughs> and a little boy goes looking for his his dog. Yes, so. and they're banished because... There's like a dog flu or something right. that's going around. If you notice, all of them keep sneezing. And I wonder if that has something to do with... Who knows? Yeah, I don't who know. Knows? Yeah. Who knows? We've only I've only seen the trailer. I know there's probably more information around somewhere. But right. we only saw the trailer and we're just giving our opinions on that. Speaking of trailers. Tomb Raider. What do you think, Ellie? You've played the games more than I have. You love Lara Croft. I've actually played the... F- First one of the newer ones, probably three times all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, wow, some of the the scenes from the movie are literally missions that you play in the game. So it was pretty crazy to see that, um, especially the one where she's um, the plane, mm-hmm. and it's like oh yeah, her. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and and so I guess we are. Um, awaiting some live action Laura Croft beating up like it always I, I see I wanted to say that but I'm like I'm gonna sound like a jerk I'm like I want to see her get the crap beat out no of her. it's not that I by, want to not, see not, her but it's obvious that um, not by a person but by like the environment right. is normally what beat the living crap out of her in the game nature versus Laura Croft is definitely a common theme in that game yes so it is it was funny to see the scene where she like hits the tree yeah. and then falls in the water that happened to me quite a few times mm-hmm. in the game. I, th- I think the casting is interesting. Okay. It does look like the the, the girl from the new games. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm intrigued, you know, just to, to see how that's going to pan out. Um, it definitely was very similar mix of stuff um so if you really like the game the new games then you'll 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 you enjoy should yeah. like this um if you're i don't know i have to see more i was like i don't know if like old nostalgic fans of laura if it'll be the same to them um Who she's knows? got the body frame of the new series let's just put it that way all right yes i'm gonna i'm gonna let's <laughs> you know where i'm going out with that one 
<laughs> um, are they still doing the the Uncharted movie? Do you know off the top of your head? This is this is an on the spot. I'm not going to look it up or research yeah, it. Yeah, I really don't know. I, I hope they do. I, I hope they do too. Yeah. But I feel like the timing would be bad to put it out anywhere close to this because they're mm-hmm. like, because oh, no offense to anyone, if people are not familiar with the gaming industry, they're going to be like, oh, they're just doing th- this is this is the carbon copy of the the the, the Tomb Raider movie, even though. Sorry, Uncharted, you kind of are t- the male version of Tomb Raider. But I, I, I'm so excited yes. to see that eventually. But it's just both those games, t- the new Tomb Raider and this one are so cinematic that it's really, it really is, would be cool to see them in theaters, Be I mean, in, in a movie format because they've already lended themselves so well to a movie mm-hmm. in, in game form. Like the games are basically, you're almost playing a movie at times. So I'm, I'm excited for this and can't wait to see more of it. I mean, I'm excited too. I, I I've always loved the Tomb Raider series. Um, Will it be better than the than the Angelina Jolie ones? <laughs> from from seeing the trailer, oh, man. your 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 response, Ellie. We it's, we need to hear it. Okay, well, it's different, so it's kind of hard to compare the two. Um, so what you're saying is you're comparing apples to you're you're comparing Granny Smith apples to Red Delicious apples. Or we could be comparing like. Apples to watermelons. <laughs> so, you want to move on now? <laughs> well, I mean, I guess what I'm saying is it's the um, the Angelina Jolie ones look like they took more of the, um, like, Classic. comical, jokey kind of aspect mm-hmm. uh, of the, the games. Because they seem to be more make fun of themselves more yeah self-referential um, yeah more light-hearted and had a lot of the huh and the, you know the yeah. sounds that she would make in the games and stuff so and and just like the new games this movie seems to be more of the hard-hitting more serious side of mm-hmm. laura so it they're they're different she styles. has the pickaxe pickaxe by the way she does yes she does yes. and a bow and arrow so so i mean it's just different styles i guess that's so i it's kind of hard to compare because like i said one's more serious and more that way versus the like fun cheesy part of laura so I, it's different awesome yes well speaking of the same but different we got our first image of Hellboy from the yes. new movie, and holy crap! What do you think of it? He looks ba. Well, I I think Ron Ron did too. Yes, Ron did he, too. But I don't know. It's just something about this image. It's just it's it's freaking awesome. It's, he looks more unkempt. Yes, I think that that um, Ron Perlman looked more refined, like like a very like clean version of it this one looks you know his hair's kind of a little bit his horns aren't like yeah, perfectly pull it up. yeah okay okay i mean he i mean correct me i mean he he does look more unkempt a little bit mm-hmm. and everything and looks more i guess gritty yeah yeah i can see that as well i'm i'm, I'm excited to see, see what they do with it since it's supposed to be a r-rated and everything like that I mean, I, I, I think we, we should go revisit the Ron Perlman ones or the original oh, ones t- at, at yeah. some point. I definitely would be down to watch those again. It's been quite a while. Maybe we could do that for next month for Halloween. Ooh, possible. Or for Prepare our October for month. Darkness approaches. Did you hear that? Are hmm. you okay? You, you don't keep hearing that stuff? <laughs> hmm. Anyways, moving on. So... I'm excited. Like I said, I want to see more of it. I'm excited to have new Hellboy. Not, it's it's one of those things. I don't think the old one is bad. I just right. think that they're you know they're, it's 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 kind of like Bond. You mm-hmm. you you've got a new Hellboy now as opposed to no, nothing against the old one. It's just now we got a new one. Well, I mean, and that happens yeah. with with this industry. Obviously, if mm-hmm. there's years apart from one to the other, or if other. there's a different direction they want to yes. go in. Yes, exactly. Um, so it's just, you know, it's just, it's this version, this version of it. So I don't see anything wrong with it. Oh, awesome. Well, what did we do over the weekend? Well, actually, first, before that, we've got some Star Wars. We got a response to our star, recent Star Wars Return of the Jedi episode, but we'll be discussing that in a little bit with a special guest. Yes. So what did we do this weekend, though? 
We had a festival we went to. Yes, not the Mothman Festival. That that was last <laughs> week. Well, us, we're just always doing something. But this one was the Queen City Magic and Mischief Festival, which yes. is which is very close to us, and it is a Harry Potter-based va- festival. This is the second year. Yes, and and you, you went, we, well, it, it was all weekend. I only got to go Friday, but you went on Saturday, and what did you think of it? As, as the Potter fan that, that, that you are, not saying I'm not, at least just obviously I'm much more honed Potter fan than I am. <laughs> right, exactly. Um, it is phenomenal. If you are in our area, even if you're a few hours away. Yeah, because the hotels were filled yes. up. Yes. So it basically starts Friday evening as like a sneak peek or yeah. a kind of a warm-up to to the festival um, we went friday evening and it wasn't near as bad as it was saturday <laughs> um but they have stuff going on all weekend saturday sunday well, what exactly are, are they doing so so that our listeners might be able to, to 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 know what we're talking about like well um and and less in case you are not familiar listeners um there is quidditch leaks in a lot of universities, mm-hmm. and I, I think they might even have, like, just adult Quidditch leads in bigger areas. Um, but they had, on Friday, they had a Quidditch match. Um, it was two houses and the, for round one, two hou- the other two houses for round two, and then they did, like, a championship and of the winners. We got an interview that we'll be playing in just a second mm-hmm. with with some of the players from, from that first match. Yeah. So, it's, it's really cool. Um, it's... Just to kind of break it down. They basically they, turn like one of the main street. Well, a few of the streets in the town and yes. just, it's basically turns into Diagon Alley. Yeah. Now they do have, there's like a section, there's a street uh, sectioned off for each house as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you go down a certain street and you're wearing those colors, you know, you'll have other people say hi to you and, mm-hmm. you know. Or if you're in Gryffindor colors and you go down Slytherin, you might get some... Some mean looks. Some mean scowls and stuff. Um, all in good fun, though. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was cool. Uh, but it was, it was great. They had all the local vendors downtown, like the businesses downtown, all participated in this. Changed um, their store names, too, to reflect the yeah, Harry well, Potter. Well, not just the store names. I mean, they, it looked like some of the places just completely redid... The decoration and, mm-hmm. and how they do their stores and everything for this. Um, a lot of the stores, I went into several, a lot of the stores, you know, made things just for this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, they partnered with the, I don't know if anybody's ever done those escape rooms. Yes. Uh, they actually partnered with the, uh, there's an escape room that did Harry Potter themed escapes. Uh, you know, just yeah. for this weekend, the local university had panels and forums all weekend uh, of discussing literature of the books and character types and all of that kind of stuff. There's tons of kids arts and crafts type stuff to do. Mm-hmm. They had the sorting hats, of course. Yes. They had um, they had these stations where you could figure out what your Patronus was. <laughs> so I thought that was really cool. Uh, the One of the jewelry shops had... A sorcerer's stone that you could look Ooh. at, or philosopher's stone. Depend, yes, I guess. Sorry, depending. yes, depending. Um, wands galore, wands <laughs> of plenty. That's for sure. And they even had like all the stores had different cards and and different characters dressed up that had these um, the artwork done uh, from different scenes and different characters from the movie. I ended up getting. I mean, the excuse me of the of the you know the world. Uh, we ended up getting. Four or five different ones. Cool. Yeah. And, of course, lots of butterbeer. Mm-hmm. And kind of similar to the Mothman Festival where yeah. they had a lot of food. Yes. That was na- they had a lot of food items that were named, you know, based Wizardy, off of... Wizard, yes. wizard, wizard-fied. Yes, wizard-fied. Um, I, I just... I can't speak enough... Well, they had people this. dressed up as the characters too, as certain characters. That well, you could and run they into. did. The, this this is the second year in a row they actually had um, this phenomenal group that. Which we'll have more on that in an interview we do later yes, too. But they dressed up as each one of 
that the founding fathers of each one of the houses mm-hmm. um they look amazing you can find them on the website they usually have a picture of them on there there's also a bellatrix and mm-hmm. there was a he who must not be named which you said you didn't run into but one of our friends did so yes. i will be posting that picture of them with he who must not be named as well right but you, you mentioned quidditch so let's 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 take a quick cut away to to the on the spot interviewing of zing this so we are here with two members of the, you said, Slytherin, of course. Uh-huh. Sorry. Or more importantly, Ravenclaw. Okay. Obviously. Okay. Come okay. on. Come on. Come okay. On. So, so we got Slytherin and Ravenclaw, and you guys are part of the Quidditch teams, correct? Yes. Yep. Yep. We did our um, first match at 6 o'clock. It was between Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff. Unfortunately, even though Ravenclaw is awesome, Hufflepuff caught the snitch. So they, of course, won. Uh, but next is this guy. Yeah, Slytherin versus Gryffindor, and we're getting the cup. What? Come on. Yeah. No. Yeah. Gryffindor's still going to beat you. No. Not a chance. Not a chance. I don't know. We'll have to see. Sleeping line. What? Yeah. All right. Well, the last match is at 8 o'clock, so that'll be between the two winners. But, of course, it all comes down to whoever catches the snitch, and the points don't really matter anyway. <laughs> so so what position do each of you play when, 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 you, do, when, when you are playing Quidditch? Um, so I'm a chaser, um, which means I have the quaffle, and I'm trying to get it um, through those hoops. Right, and I'm a chaser as well. And the other type, the other positions on the teams are seekers, beaters, beaters and the and keepers. keepers. Yeah, yes. and your beaters are where it's at. They're actually audience participation. They're brought in, and so is the keeper. So we try to, you know, really get audience participation, and it's a lot of fun for everybody. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much. Um, we are probably going to be watching some of the later matches, so thank yeah. you guys. Um, I guess go um, go team. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm not going to side, side with either on this That's one. Right. So you got to watch out. We're all pretty. Right. pretty right. Uh, be with Slytherin. Yeah. No, come on, come on. Wait till you meet no. Salazar and the other He's founding members of Hogwarts. They're pretty excellent, and they're wandering around. They're great for photo ops. They're um, really engaging, and actually, they'll be at this storefront a lot tomorrow and all over the grounds. Awesome. Well, thank you guys very much. So then we got to see the match following that one, too, yeah. which, which was really – I mean, it was packed. They, 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 they did them street ball, street quidditch style. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and one thing I did want to mention, too, is if you are going to bring children mm-hmm. – Saturday probably isn't the best day to do it if you have children young enough to be in strollers. Yeah. Um, it's, I, I can't Well, they still enough. had stuff going on on Sunday, too. Yes, they did. And, and I didn't go Sunday. Sunday might have been better, but it was definitely extremely packed. Mm-hmm. Um, t- so much so that I would consider even next year mm-hmm. getting a hotel maybe on Saturday evening. You know, like for Saturday, and then just drive down there, and then you can go for a few hours, take a break, and go back. And we only live just a little bit away because it, it was just, it was really hard to find parking. Oh, like yeah. Like the parking garage mm-hmm. when we got there was, all of them were full. There was, so you have to, <laughs> unless you get there super, super, super early. Now, I wanted to mention too, they did have really cool, um, for Saturday and Sunday when the festival opened, mm-hmm. they had one of the trains, Ooh. like Hogwarts Express. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, and they actually had um, professional like people dressed up as the characters coming off of the train when it first got there. So it actually looked like they were coming to Hogwarts. And you could do pictures and signings and, and that sort of thing. So, yes. It, it just There was definitely so much attention to detail in this, in this festival. It was amazing. Awesome. Awesome. Well, you want to go to our other interview that oh, yeah, we did um, with one of the people who was spearheading mm-hmm. the the whole event. So, so we're at the Baja Bean with the um, I I think it's safe to say the organizer of the the events this weekend. There are several of us, but yes, I'm one of the main organizers. Awesome. Um, so we got a few questions for you, if that's okay. okay. Um, I guess uh, I mean I'm I'm assuming Harry Potter's the, the reason you're you're doing this, but what? was the inspiration for wanting to do a Harry Potter festival. This town lends itself to Harry Potter. It's just so charming and quaint and beautiful. And I started reading Harry Potter with my son when he was in first grade and fell in love with the books and skipped ahead of him when it got too scary for him. And I 
we had another merchant in town who was into Harry Potter long before me because her children are older and she always wanted to do it. And so I had participated. We did it tiny. And then when the eighth book was coming out last year, I was like, we have to really do this thing and have it all over our beautiful town. We have Grim Old Place at the clock shop. We have Gringotts Bank. We have all, we have everything from the magical world of Harry Potter. And, um, so I noticed it was Potter Party last year. What what was um, why did we have to change the name? Just because of copyright and okay. trademark. Okay, <laughs> but I wasn't sure if there was something else. Oh, copyright! Torn yeah. <laughs> it. Well, we also, love our new name, though. Well, what are some of the things that people can expect if if if, if they are to come to this event? So tomorrow we have a ton of events. You can look on the website, and it's stacked. We have sorting, we have magic shows, we have wizard rock. Um, there will be a Trapes Horcrux hunt and Fantastic Beast hunt all over town. There's going to be wizard chess. Um, a lot of the businesses, there are 67 or more businesses that are participating. And there, a lot of them are making slime and potions and spell books and handing out quills and yeah my daughter was excited about the thinking putty on yeah, sunday i yeah. think it was sunday and tomorrow the patronus like find your true patronus charm mm-hmm. a bunch of us sat around one night on a sunday in somebody's kitchen and rolled out a bunch of <laughs> coins and stamped them with two symbols and you do this grid and you figure out if you're a unicorn or a fire ant that's for awesome a patron. that is awesome well, that's I- at puffer bellies tomorrow <laughs> awesome or wizard Weas- weasley's wizard wheezes Awesome. Um, so this is this is technically the second year for this event. Is, is, is it safe to say that this will continue on? I hope to continue this until I'm too old to do it. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Which well, I hope is at least 25 years from now. Awesome. Well, that, that, that is great to hear. Um, if people want to get more information on this, where is the best place to go for it? So for right now, our website is potterpartyva.com. That very well may change with our name change. Uh, but we have a Mischief and Magic Facebook page, Queen City Mischief and Magic. That's the most current information. Um, yeah. So I, I guess the, the final... Ellie, do you got anything else? Well, what house are you in? Oh, I was going to ask who her favorite <laughs> character was. My favorite character is Dobby, easily. Nice. Or Neville. I loved him. Um, and do you have a guess as to my house? <laughs> Uh-oh, on the spot. Oh, are you looking for I, I, was, I, was, I, was, I was seeing if there was any colors I that might no give it away. Hufflepuff? Exactly. Oh! Okay. <laughs> Hufflepuffs make the world go round. Now, are you doing, um, is there, I, I didn't have a chance to look at every single event. Is there like a sorting hat? Yes, there's, there's sorting on two stages tomorrow okay. and Sunday. Um, so we have a stage on the Gryffindor block that will also have some magic shows, so the sorting will take a break there. And then we have another stage down by Sunspots, mm-hmm. and it's the Sunspots Pavilion. So whenever sorting's not up here, it'll be down there. They're kind of back and forth. We're also very lucky in this town to have a world-class Shakespeare program at Mary Baldwin and through the American Shakespeare Center. So these guys have taken it and run with it. They are in character. I don't know if you've met Bellatrix yet, but she or she or no, we have not. Oh, I'll show you a picture of Bellatrix, and you'll want to find her. Um, She's been helping me organize the kids, the kids, the students. I'm 43, so they feel like kids to me. The the masters of literature students, so that they you know have costumes and can do the sorting, make it even more exciting than most. Yeah, it was really neat watching the Quidditch stuff going on earlier. So, yeah. and I should I should say that that group that ran the Quidditch for me, Medieval Fantasies, they live this. They live Potter. They are they happen to be ten miles from here in Churchville, this tiny little town with like twelve houses on each side of the road. They, they've always done Renaissance fairs, and now, like in the last few years, they've gone the Potter direction, and they're incredible. They're, yeah, because there's actual Quidditch leagues in the colleges nowadays. So, oh, oh wow. We we will have to try yeah, to locate Bellatrix, and awesome. she she's wandering around tonight. She's wandering around tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday. Awesome. I hear he who shall not be named oh, is yeah. coming. Oh oh yeah yeah yes. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you very thank you much. Guys. And once again, thank thank you for 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 them for interviewing with us and you know telling us about that. I, I'm excited for next year. Oh yeah. It's it's gonna. I I think it's just gonna keep growing. Yes. I and it's do. it's really cool that that it is close enough to us that we. That, that it is not a trip for us, but we, like I said, we, we don't mind going on trips and everything. So, yeah. so, so definitely something, so something really cool in the area for, 
for everybody. So yeah, so that so, so that was our Harry Potter little festival we went to. I don't I don't I don't, I don't think we have one this weekend coming up. So I well actually. <sighs> But it's right in our area. We have a big international festival. Oh yes, there is that, but nothing, yes. nothing we'd cover. No, we don't have. No, no, exactly. I, I'll, I'll be going, but nothing we would cover on our podcast. No. Maybe, <laughs> maybe a slight mention from Ellie on next week's episode. Possibly. All right. Well, with that, let's go to a quick break. When we come back, we're going to respond to some Star Wars stuff, and we also have our secret. And welcome back. So, we just did our Return of the Jedi episode. And yes. we did not do it that long ago, but there's already been a lot of feedback <laughs> on multiple fronts. Yes, um, we, have to, uh, we have to call attention to it. Yes, um, so questions have been answered about the Stormtrooper. And apparently, someone felt the need to come on the show and have a discussion <laughs> about Sebastian Shaw versus Hayden Christensen. Phil, welcome back to the show. Uh, I didn't really mean to force myself on here, but... Uh, <laughs> he used his yeah, force I'll, I'll powers. I'll go with that. I'm a, I'm a force ghost. <laughs> yes, yes. A, a force ghost of Hayden Christensen, then? Uh, no, definitely not. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> All right. So, to tackle the thing... The first thing... First things first, to tackle the whole thing with... I mean, if, if, if you haven't listened to our Star Wars discussion, we, we had a discussion about, of course, the controversy over the special edition of Hayden Christensen being replacing, replacing Sebastian Shaw at the end. And we kind of touched on certain elements of it, but since then, um, Star Wars Theory actually released a video discussing this, and Phil actually um, sent a small novel to me discussing this, so we had him <laughs> on the show instead of me reading it to discuss it with us. Yes. So, Phil, I'm going to give you the floor for a minute to give your opinion on the subject. Uh, my opinion is, uh, I know exactly why you invited me on, Zenger, <laughs> and it's because I agreed with you. And so, I, uh, I, I, of course, I don't do anything uh, that's not long-winded. I sent you all my arguments this morning, and, and they basically are about the idea that Hayden Christensen seems wrong not just from a nostalgia point of view, uh, because I, of course, grew up with uh, old man Anakin being the Force Ghost, mm -hmm. but because Anakin didn't die when he became Darth Vader. Uh, essentially, this is about this is about the redemption of Anakin Skywalker. The whole trilogy is actually mm -hmm. about Luke bringing bringing him back, and um, it's essentially I think that him be coming back from the dark side at the end is what makes that identifies that Anakin is still alive and he died as old man Anakin, not old man, Darth Vader. So, um, basically that, that, that's the, that's the nutshell version of what I was trying to get at, um, in a much more long winded and <laughs> rambly kind of way that I tend to do things. Um, I'm, I'm not going to pick that apart cause I do agree with you in certain aspects, but, the argument I'm going to put forth real quick, because I, I, I enjoy discussion. I, I enjoy discussion, a.k.a. arguments over stuff. <laughs> so so I, I sometimes play both sides of certain certain discussions, big quotation figures there, of the fact that Anakin technically died when he became Vader. So according to the Star Wars theories video, he died as the version we see him as in episode three as the Hayden Christensen version is when he died and Vader became him. And of course the return of the Jedi title actually is supposedly refers to Anakin, not to Luke is that uh, right. He, yeah. Is that he becomes a Jedi again in the end, but I did see, I did see that in the, the video mm -hmm. and I don't know how much of that is, was intended and how much of that is sort of after the fact them kind of realizing oh this this is a double entendre because the original title of return of the jedi was revenge of the jedi yes it was yes and it was that, that referred to luke uh making his comeback and um and then i i guess lucas was like oh no you know uh jedis don't take revenge sith revenge is a sith thing mm -hmm. so um it's it's one of those things where 
I think after the fact, Lucas kind of, and I don't mean to indict George Lucas. On, you know, it's it's really we've easy never to do done that on this podcast on, on George Lucas. Uh, but I think he's he has come out in later years and said, oh, yeah, all this was planned from the beginning, where I kind of feel like certain aspects of the original trilogy were kind of he was making it up as he went along and he ended up just almost accidentally building a great mythology that wasn't necessarily planned from the beginning. I, I can definitely agree with that, too. Um, the thing I was going to say was, as sad as this is, I feel there's almost two... I mean, of course, there is two different versions of Star Wars. But I feel there is legitimately the pre-prequels and pre-special edition version of where, you know, there's certain canon and certain stuff that actually works with that mythology. But since the special editions and prequels have come out, we have a whole different mythology that sort of works within its with, within itself now. And that's why, I, as much as I... I don't like Hank Christian being there, but I can understand their intention of, of if that what is is if they really were trying to accomplish that, if if that's the quote unquote mythos of it. Because for all we know, we might be seeing him again, too. By the way, right. everybody. So, I guess. Uh, yeah, I mean they have sequels planned from from here till eternity. You know, yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely they could bring him back, and I can I can see that I. Uh, for better or for worse, the special editions have almost rewritten Star yeah. Wars. Oh yeah, um, that's that's it, exactly. And um, it's it's a really strange thing. And I could see, I can see the argument for two different mythos. Um, if the original editions were still commercially available, um, and which is a big, uh, that's a big grind, nope. grinding point with me. Oh, I, I trust me. I'm right there with you. <laughs> I watched it uh, this morning, and I watched the special edition, uh, and I watched it with my son, who's 17 years old. Mm -hmm. And um, Return of the Jedi, I I always have in my mind the special edition as being much more meddled with than it is. I did and, too. And I think it's it's more about the things that they did add were so egregiously wrong. You know the. Uh, the Muppet music number in Jabba's palace uh, and <laughs> Darth Vader shouting no. And then of course the Hayden Christensen uh, force ghost. And, and I watch this with Austin and he said, you know, every time they would show something, I would just kind of roll my eyes and go, Oh God, <laughs> you know? And, um, and he, he says, was everybody this upset when these came out, when the special editions came out? And I said, no, not really, because they were sort of novelties. They were, yeah. um, it was sort of still early days of heavy CGI, mm -hmm. and everyone was kind of curious to see what that looked like applied to a Star Wars movie. Plus, they were theatrically released. We all got to go see them on big screens with Dolby or uh, THX uh, sound and, and, and good mixes and everything, and it was really fun. Well, you had and, generations that hadn't seen it yet either. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, absolutely true. When they came out um, in 97, uh, there it had been kind of a Star Wars drought, except for uh, some comics and uh, some the novel, The Expanded Universe, that yeah. not, you know, the mainstream wasn't into Star Wars, and it sort of revived it. Uh, but also, the original versions were still available, and, and we could all just kind of look at it and go, okay, this is cool. Um, this is, uh, uh, a cool novelty. They put all these extra aliens and monsters in these things. And I like this and I didn't like this. And at the end of the day, we all went back and got our VHS tapes out and, and watched the original <laughs> versions again, you know, and, and we were still had the ones that we grew up with, uh, as sort of, uh, Zinger, I know you're a bit younger than I am. Um, but you know, <laughs> I kind of grew up in a time where I could, you know, I saw Jedi, uh, first run in the theater you know, when I was when I was like eight, I guess when it came out. So, uh, yeah, there was a difference between what you grew up with and what came later and was sort of a novelty, I think. Yeah, I, I definitely can agree with you on that. Like, I, I, I know I have now the VHS copies of both. I have the the actual DVD versions that came with both. And and they and I mean, it's one of those things to where it seems like the special editions 
every incarnation they keep tweaking them slightly. Right. Like the Coruscant um, stuff now has the Jedi Temple and the Senate building in it. Um, the the Naboo stuff. N- Naboo's now featured as a place that where they're celebrating, which is something that directly connects. Once again, it makes the series feel the the saga feel like a more whole thing because you know. Like, if they put that in the original or in something else, you'd be like, what is this place? What are, what are these creatures that I'm already irritated with seeing on screen? <laughs> but Exactly. It, but it's something where they, they've added bits and pieces, changing the voice actor for, for Boba Fett, you know, doing, doing these little tiny bits and pieces as they go along to, to make it, quote-unquote, the ultimate or the perfect version in their mind, while, while the rest of us sit here cuddling close to our VHS copies going, shh, we only love you. That's that's kind of it. It's it's um, I don't know. You know, I own the special editions because that's how you own them now. And I want to yep. own these movies and I want to be able to see them and and just kind of be selective about, OK, I'll put up with I'll put up with the job of the hut cameo in New Hope now because do it's we there and there's not really <laughs> it, it, you kind of do, you know, uh, until I track down a vhs machine uh they were called vcrs oh yeah it's so long ago it's it's weird that (laughs) it's weird that the phonetic change of because i remember when i was a kid everyone's like vcr 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 and then for some reason when dvd players started to become popular changed to tape players or um vhs players and it's just it's it's this weird sort of transition maybe that was just me and i'm gonna find out that i was the only weird one with that Ellie's well, not helping me here. Kind of a, they're kind of a strange artifact now. You yeah. Know, they're, um, yeah. Uh, you know, for a thousand years, the VCR ruled. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. At least uh, it wasn't Betamax. Um, Ooh. That's true. That's even harder to find. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, thank, well, thank you for that. Um, we're going to move in. in and Phil's going to stay on with us because it's Star Wars, so why not? We're going to move on to the response we got over the discussion on who is that stormtrooper? Yes. Yes, this this is something where I I, I I noticed it on this playthrough, mm-hmm. and I don't know how I missed it yeah. before. It was one of those things to where I, I'll, I'll explain it real quick for anyone who hasn't listened to our Star Wars discussion. There is a point where they are cat where Han's captured on on um, Endor, mm-hmm. and they come out and it shows like a panning view of you know a ton of stormtroopers and Imperials, and then it pans by a group of rebels, but there's one of them standing there. Without a, it's it's an imperial, but he has no helmet on, in a scout trooper outfit, with his hands up as well. And I'm like, wait a second. Why is that stormtrooper with them? Well, I asked the internet, and the internet, as always, decided to respond <laughs> on Twitter. Yeah. So so Phil, a- answer me this. Do do you ever remember seeing this before? Or is this something you picked out more recently? I was looking for it because you had mentioned it. I've seen this movie. I can't even tell you how many times and never noticed this. All I ever saw was crowds mm-hmm. of people and you mentioned it in your episode. And so I am pulling a where's Waldo kind of thing in, in the big uh, yeah. uh, scene where they're panning around. And now that I've seen it, I will never unsee that. guy. <laughs> exactly. I will, I will go straight to that guy every single time and go, I'm like, is this like a confused extra well, who didn't know he wasn't supposed to have his hands up and his helmet on? You know, like it was it was really bizarre. Well, I got two explanations for you real quick. One from Pablo Hidalgo and the other one actually comes from the great Russ, <laughs> who is who, who is always our go to for Star Wars, not ob, obscure Star Wars knowledge. Yeah. He, he is a he is a definitely a great one for that. I'm going to go with Pablo's first. And, um, Phil, I don't know if you can see on screen share right now. I'm I'm seeing it right now, yeah. Okay. So, he responded to us, and I'm going to, and Ellie, if you would not mind reading his response. Sure. Um, He said, remember that scout that Han taps on the shoulder? The rebels take him out and dress up one of their own as him. You can see it here. And this is an interesting scene because it's after they're going into the bunker. If you look in the background, you can see somebody in a stormtrooper outfit standing outside. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things where I saw that and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's interesting. But there's more about this. 
not only is it the the soul is it um, a rebel trooper, but it's the one that has the gray beard, which a lot of people are claiming is Rex from the of course Rebel series and Clone Wars. So I I asked him if it's the same character, and he responded with, "Some people seem to think so." So I I don't know if that's confirmation or not, but I I'm 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 saying it's it's confirmed that that it is the same character. And everything. So I guess he just wanted to get into a, 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 a trooper outfit one more time. But the other one we got is from, like as I said, Russ was was always great with his, is always great with his responses. So we're gonna go with his response too, real quick, as soon as I can find it for Phil to see. All right. So for this one, I guess this is pre changing the continuity. Oh, that, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, pre-changing the con. Yeah, yeah. I guess Phil Phil just saw which which guy it is that's getting tapped on the shoulder. Is I guess the response for that for Phil. Um, so he is apparently referred to as Gramps. He is part of the indoor strike team who assaulted the base, and of course, as Pablo did point out, he is the um he did take the stormtroopers outfit that they have out front that that Han sort of tricks to chase him and dresses up in that, but he's apparently referred to as Gramps, and the actor also played a stormtrooper, a star, a Death Star trooper, and a snow trooper, and a scout trooper, and a rebel commando, so he <laughs> played every part, apparently. But that's, I don't know, it's just really cool, because it's just something, in all my years of watching, I, I never, never noticed. Yeah. Oh, and as for the stormtrooper, they did not kill him, they just incapacitated him. So good on those rebels for not killing the trooper, they, they stripped naked. Oh, they're humanists. <laughs> but yes. It would have been great to see a, a biker scout with just his helmet on and boxer shorts running through the forest, <laughs> just scared out of his mind. So, so, so would it be, so would the, would, would the shorts have like little Death Stars on them? Yeah, probably. Little TIE Fighters or something like that. It's, uh, I think you I, own I a think, pair of I those. Think what, <laughs> I think what would have been really cool is if Han was like, all right, someone get in his armor and somebody Luke's height comes up and he goes, no, someone taller. Uh, just because Luke, as we all remember, was a little short for a stormtrooper. Yeah, that that that's actually a pretty good joke there. That's a that's a good one, Phil. Thanks. That's I don't I, I've been working on it all day. <laughs> Writing like page after page of oh, I gotta get a good I've got singer. Yellow yellow legal pads just full of no scratching it out and and starting over. All right. Well, um, I I think this really uh, speaks to. Um, this this one example, and I know there's many more throughout the whole series, this speaks to what is great about Star Wars is uh, I've never noticed that guy. He's in the background because, you know, we're following the, uh, you know, Han and Leia and Chewie into the bunker, and you don't notice the guy in the back. So there's a very surface level to Star Wars, but there's also, if you really want to get nitty-gritty and dig in to all the details, everything that's going on in the background... We see it now when new trailers are released. People mm-hmm. release two-hour YouTube videos dissecting. Yes, a two-minute trailer. Yeah, and and that Star Wars is great at whatever level you want to get into it on. If you want to stay on the surface, great. If you want to go full expanded universe and now the legends and all mm-hmm. this other stuff, great. You you get. Uh, you get something and you're rewarded at whatever level you want to be into the franchise at. I, I definitely will agree with that. Well, thank you, Phil, for being on again. Thank and you. Discussing Thanks Star Wars. Me and let me uh, ramble on uh, with my two cents about. Uh, well, it, it was more than two cents. Let's be honest. But uh, <laughs> my rambling about uh, the proper Force Ghost. <laughs> well played. Um, if you would like to tell everyone where they can find more of your ramblings, if they would like. My ramblings are all over the internet, but most <laughs> of them are at philrude.com. That's my art blog. And you can hear me ramble ad nauseum on Brokebot Mountain every week on the Blazing Caribou Network. Uh, Zenger, you were recently a guest on our most recent episode of yes. Aliens. And yes. we rambled, uh, we all rambled at length about that great science fiction movie. Yes, another great science fiction movie. But 
in my opinion, as I said on there, probably the only one out of the, I guess, Xenomorph saga that I really do enjoy and have continued to enjoy. Uh, it locks in with a lot of people. It's a great one. Mm-hmm. Well, once again, thank you, Phil, for being on here. And we're going to go to a quick break. And when we get back, some more, some more zingness. Called the Working Man's Nerdist, Tales from the Fandom is a weekly podcast where David talks with a guest about the fandoms that they love. Whether it's classics like Star Trek, Star Wars and Tolkien, or new ones like Game of Thrones or Harry Potter. Anime, books, TV shows, movies, role-playing, video games, cosplay and more are discussed. Each episode is different, based on the guest. No fandom is too big or too small. Subscribe to Tales from the Fandom and join in on the fun. Alright, so we're back. Thanks again, Phil, for being on. Always, always a pleasure to have you on the show, especially to talk Star Wars or something nerdy. You're always always good for that. Um, so, Ellie, we, we, we've got some stuff to go over real quick. Uh, do you want to do the reviews or, or some other stuff that we clean up we got to do? Let's clean up. All right, so in that case, first things first, I want to give a shout-out to Buffalo Dip. That stuff is so good. I got it at Mothman, and, I'm, I mean, it is delicious. So definitely check it out. I, w- I will put a link in the show notes to their website. It is delicious. If you're a fan of like buffalo stuff, it is, and and like bu- buffalo dip, like like not 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 like actual buffaloes, like bu- buffalo wings dip. So it, it was it was very good. I'm, and like I said, they, they they're not sponsoring us in any way, shape, or form. I just really enjoyed their stuff. A few things that we need to tell people if they if you want to hear more of us this week or last week. Here's some podcasts to check out because apparently last week was the week of Zingness being everywhere. So you had our show where we did the Mothman Festival. I was also on the Unbelievable Podcast to discuss some more about the Mothman Festival. Kind of I talked about the 5K and stuff like that. Right. So if you want to check that out. And they also had some other people, other Unbelievers on to discuss stuff from there. Um, then after that, we had we had the 15th anniversary of Firefly that we did with David Ginsburg. So you can check that out on Tales from the Fandom. And you 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 had a fun time with with that discussion. Oh, of course, I'm always up for talking about Firefly. And I was on Brokebot Mountain to discuss Aliens. The and that, and that that's, that's the second one. Aliens. There, there's an S on the end. So that that was a lot of fun to do with Phil, as as we mentioned earlier with Phil and David Luzader. So. So that was a lot of fun, so check that out. That's Brokebot Mountain. And finally, I was also on Secret Transmission this week, last week to discuss Phil Schneider. And if you don't know who that is, check out Secret Transmission because we try to do him some justice on there. <laughs> so I guess that, that might end our, our, our amped up week of guest spots and being on other podcasts. Oh, and definitely, oh, another one, and this one's a little bit late. I don't know if I mentioned it before, but I will definitely mention it again. Um, August, I was on Blurry Photos for Bullstown. So check that out. And I know that me and him recorded some stuff at Mothman, so that might be coming out soon on their their podcast feed. So check that out as well. But yeah, so I mean, a lot of... A lot of podcast work we've 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 been running a lot of a lot of podcast miles we we should cash in see see, see if we get a free podcast trip. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Well, we've got a review to read from iTunes. All right. So we have a review by M W Holiday, and said, "Great show, guys. You really scratch my nerd itch." Ooh. <laughs> they got an ointment for that, and it's us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, thank you for leaving the five-star review. If you would like to leave us a five-star review, we greatly appreciate it. It helps us out a lot. Um, Before we get into the rundown of where to find us, we were also asked one other thing about Star Wars. People want us, it has been requested of us to possibly discuss the Family Guy Star Wars specials. Yes. And I would like to include the Robot Chicken ones and Spaceballs to do just a parody episode. I don't know when we're going to do this yet. But I just want to respond saying, we have heard your, we, 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 we have heard the cries of, right. a th- of, of a thousand nerds, and we are not silencing them. We want to do this for you guys. We just have to find out when. Maybe it will be something we'll do in January. Maybe it will be something we throw in sometime in December. I don't know yet. But we, we heard you, 
And it's something that we didn't know if we wanted to do when we were playing the Star Wars stuff. But now that it's been requested, we are going to do it. So so look forward to our Star Wars parody episode at some point. So, Ellie, where is the best place to find our stuff? Well, Podbean. You can also find us on Stitcher and Google Play, of course. And if you are on Apple Podcasts, what do you do, Ellie? Well, um, a five-star review, good sir. You can also join us on our Facebook group as well. We would greatly appreciate that. That's, of course, the search of Zingness. Mm -hmm. Twitter is... At Zingness. Instagram is... At ZingThisPodcast. You can also find us on Twitch. And if you want to help contribute to the podcast or donate to the podcast, you can always go to... www.patreon.com slash ZingThis. There's some exclusive stuff for patrons on there, too, you can find. Mm -hmm. And, um, of course, YouTube, search ZingThis. And finally, if you want to email us directly... ZingThis at gmail.com. Our sound guy is a Aaron. Our... Art is done by Chris Zinger, award-winning artist, yes. Chris Zinger, award-winning artist. He won an award recently, so I, I can say that. And finally, DJ Golden Boy 89 <laughs> Play us out. All right, you had to have heard that one. Ellie, did you do Black Magic recently? I thought you are the one that does magic. But you heard that, right? I, I don't want to. I got a feeling something evil is about to happen. <laughs> and join Zingus next week for more darkness. And... <laughs>